Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring Live. I am your host, Tyler Morgan, and here we are engaged in the relentless, daring pursuit of truth, justice, and American jackassery. Uh, Before we start, just keep in mind, this is a fully, fully self-supported show. Uh, Any way you can help, uh, be it, uh, I recommend going on to patreon.com slash relentless daring one and become a patron there and help support the podcast. This allows me to buy, uh, buy new equipment for when stuff breaks, uh, make upgrades, keep, uh, keep my hosting paid for. So please always be sure to go there, uh, go there, check that out, become a patron today. Uh, getting into today's show, uh, there's going to I'm going over impeachment stuff and really looking at uh, some of the climate chaos that's been going on. Not necessarily actual chaos with with the climate, but this the people surrounding it because this planet is great, but the people are just absolutely horrible. Um, and also, I'm going to be looking at uh, attack of the climate cult of the climate culture, attack of the cancel culture. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, this uh, kid named Carson King uh, asked on college game day with a uh, with a little sign, you know, send beer money, and people did in spades. And we start figuring, you know, all the people who donated into it, or well, he started giving all the extra money he did not need for beer to Children's Hospital. Anheuser Busch said we'll match it. Venmo said they'll match it. And then a local newspaper looked into his background and completely tore him apart. So I want to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, anyways. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's going to be an interesting show. Uh, if you want to call in, you know, you're listening on Podbean Live. Go ahead and call in. I'll try to take. I'll try to take your call. Hopefully, it works this time. Last week, my one caller, eh, either they hung up or it wasn't working well. Yeah, I really can't help that. But welcome to the world of rural, quote, high speed internet end quote but you know it be what it be can't complain too much well, i suppose i can but you know here i 
don't think it's going to do a whole heck of a lot of good. And I also like to apologize for all the crazy dogs. As soon as I got started, apparently one was outside and was throwing a fit to come in. And the other dog had to scold him for being loud while I'm trying to record. Completely negating the irony of yapping at the other dog while I'm live on the air. Anyways, let's get to it. All right, so it came out last week that, oh my goodness, Donald Trump, he he talked to a foreign leader. <gasps> oh my God, it's almost like he's the president or something, and he's supposed to talk to foreign leaders. And in the process of talking to foreign leaders, he may have said, hey, can you look into Joe Biden's dealings? Which, I'll be up front, I don't have the phone call transcript in front of me. I do not have anything available to me. I don't have the report from the whistleblower, any of that. So, I really can't tell you word for word, but listening to all the reporting on it, listening to the reporting on the phone call, I okay, maybe it doesn't sound good that he specifically asked about Joe Biden and did Joe Biden really get this attorney fired or this prosecutor fired? Yeah, it kind of looks like you're using a foreign entity to dig up dirt on a political opponent, which again, while it may not be a crime per se, it doesn't look good. And I don't even know if it necessarily rises to the level of impeachment. But then again, uh, our founders pretty much left what you can be impeached for up to Congress to decide. Yeah, they said treason, obviously, and high crimes, okay, such as bribery or anything like that, and misdemeanors. Now... When we say misdemeanors now, in legal jargon, it is a violation of legal law. Of legal law. Oh, my gosh. They announced it in the thing, in the thing. They talked about it. Oh. No, you look like an idiot. Thank you. Thank you, faithful producer. But the founders... Oh, we. They said misdemeanors. A misdemeanor back in you know, the 18th century was maybe not, you know, it was a, it was a serious offense, a, a breaking of major protocol. Uh, there's been a number of federal judges over 
our nation's history who've been impeached on the grounds of public intoxication. Yeah. If only Teddy Kennedy could have been in office in the 1800s. But I digress. But so you have, you have case for you go, oh, wow, he's trying to solicit this information. It might not be against the law, but we still impeach him. You know what? Here's what I say. You want to do the impeachment? Run it. Donald Trump will be impeached by the House of Representatives. However, an impeachment does not mean he's being removed from office. It means he's being he has been indicted for the thing that he is accused of. Bill Clinton was impeached for perjury. Not necessarily having an extramarital affair with a White House intern, which if one wanted to make the case that that was the, you know, that was a good enough reason to impeach him, then they would have really have a hard time going back to other presidents who had dalliances, if you will, with other with people other than their wives. You know, JFK, oh my God, imagine if they tried to impeach him for all the women. I mean, they would have a line of witnesses on behalf of the impeaching party that went out the door and around the block if you're trying to bring in women who were, you know, having affairs with or without or with JFK, if that was what they were going for. But again, Clinton, it was the perjury. It was lying to the grand jury in his deposition that, no, I did not have sex with that woman. Okay. Then you go back to to the 1860s, to Andrew Johnson. He was impeached for trying to fire a Lincoln appointee because a lot, I think it was O'Reilly was on Glenn Beck on yesterday saying that Johnson was too drunk to perform his job. And that's the reason why he was impeached. Well, not exactly, Bill. What happened with Johnson was that he was in a huge fight with the Republican-controlled House and Senate. And they had to uh, try to pass a law to kind of put a hamper on the things that Johnson was doing in office. So one of the things they passed was, was a law that the president could not fire one of his appointees. Oh my goodness. You have to excuse me. I have an idiot across the room who thinks that he has to yell at somebody. 
But so in the course of his duties as president, keep in mind, he has not been elected at this point. Johnson had been obviously taken over as, as president after the assassination of Lincoln. But one of, one of Lincoln's uh, appointees was absolutely could not get along with Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson did not like what he had to say. All right, you're fired. Well, as soon as he did that, the, uh, the House moved and immediately had him impeached for violating this law, which, fast forward a few years, fast forward a few years, and you have, uh, have uh, the Supreme Court ruling that that law is unconstitutional because, you know, appointees, the only thing that the that Congress has to do with them is the Senate confirming them, the advising consent role that they play. So Johnson fires an appointee that he did not appoint. And that was his defense when he went in front of the Senate for his actual trial. And he was able to make a good enough defense argument based on not my guy i can fire him that by one vote by one vote johnson was able to stay in office so and you fast forward 2019 and the whole trump situation they're going to make a case rather flimsy case about oh my god donald trump talked to this guy and we're going to bring hearsay we're going to bring what is essentially gossip in front of the house and say with this evidence we believe we have in the case to try donald trump in front of the senate and have him removed from office which I'm pretty sure they could run articles of impeachment on a ham sandwich for being Islamophobic and anti-Semitic in front of the Congress. And in all of their congressional wokeness, they would vote to impeach the ham sandwich. But that's why we don't elect ham sandwiches, because we all know they are just hateful, hate mongers, mongering in hate. But so Donald Trump, is he's going to be impeached. We already know this. This is a beyond a fact. There will be a handful of Republicans or other, quote, conservative people who will probably vote for the impeachment. Perhaps that they are doing voting for the impeachment on the principle of no, 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 no. Let's bring this to trial in front of the Senate. Let's see your evidence. You know, 
maybe they've got something that's really, really, really compelling. They can get two-thirds of the Senate to vote to remove him from office. I doubt it. But whatever the case may be, it's going to go in front of the Senate. When he gets in front of the Senate, now, I'm not sure what the legal standards for an impeachment hearing are. Is hearsay admissible in a court of impeachment? I don't know. I was I was a kid when Lincoln, oh my goodness, you have to excuse me, I'm really tired. And I haven't had enough alcohol in my system to really phase me. So I don't know what my problem is. I was just a kid when Clinton went through his impeachment. And all I remember, really remember from it was a chubby girl, a blue dress, and a really, really ugly beret. So I'm essentially useless on that matter. But, yeah, again, we're, we're going to be going in front of the Senate with what is admittedly hearsay and rumor because the person, the whistleblower doesn't have firsthand information on these alleged conversations, on these things that Donald Trump supposedly did. And because... There is no real evidence that he did anything wrong. They're not going to be able to convince enough Republicans. I mean, don't get me wrong. Murkowski will vote to will vote to remove from office. Susan Collins will vote to remove from office. Um, Mitt Romney will vote to remove him from office. Re- Regardless of anything that's actually going on, we because these are people who they're they're trying to stay in trying to keep up with somebody who they think makes up their platform. Well, Susan Collins, I can kind of see it because you know she's a Republican from Maine. Now, I'm not saying all. M- all people from Maine are incredibly liberal. However, if you're getting elected as the senator, you have to uh, definitely appeal to the liberal base that does make up, you know, cities like Portland and Augusta in Maine. So she's she's definitely going to try to, you know, support you know, try to win those liberal votes so she doesn't lose her seat. You know, maybe she'll get primaried. I don't know. But the whoever was come around and primary her later on, they better be spot on with what they're doing because, again, with the being the East Coast, trying to, that, you know, trying to hold trying to win a seat that will easily go liberal i you better be able to reach out to them without pandering to them but that's neither here nor there 
but all of this is just, it's it's chaos the country doesn't need right now. I remember everyone saying the same thing, you know, about the Clinton impeachment back in 1999, 2000. You know, I, I remember being like, yeah, throw him out of office. It'd be historic. I'll be alive to say I saw it happen. And my mom, who is is not a liberal, She's she's one of those kind of middle of the road. There's the things that she's conservative on. There's the things she looks at and goes, yeah. Why does it make sense to be against, you know, whatever socially liberal point point it is, you know? So you know, she's kind of middle of the road. And my mom, I remember her just being like, yeah, yeah. They're not going to throw. They're not going to throw Clinton out. When I asked her about it, she's just like, well, you got to keep in mind, he doesn't have that long left in office. And besides, who wants Al Gore to be the president? Fast forward a couple of years, and apparently Al Gore wanted Al Gore to be president. But not enough people in Florida or West Virginia wanted it either. So, yeah, fail on him. I'll be back in just one second. Do you love what you hear on the Relentless Daring Podcast? Do you want to show the world your support for this podcast? This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, asking you to go to shop spreadshirt.com slash relentless daring and check out our merchandise there we have t-shirts hoodies hats coffee cups travel mugs go there check it out use it to show the world your love for this podcast and as always stay relentless All right, so come back into it. Um, also, from the last week, craziness with the UN and all of the climate stuff. We had people twerking in the streets for climate change. You had 16-year-old Swedish girls sailing across the ocean in their carbon-neutral yachts. Think about that for a second. A carbon neutral yacht. But I digress. Uh, you had protesters last Friday, students who were given permission from the almighty state to take part of a day off and go march for climate change. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Climate change has got to go, or something or other. Man, I wish I had a bullhorn. That'd be so much fun. But I digress. But all this is going on, and Greta Thunberg. Yeah, I know it's, it's a horrible Al Gore, but every time I hear her last name, that's what I think is Al Gore lisping his way through a last name of Sunberg. But Greta Thunberg, she went and gave us the 
amazing. How dare you? But getting into climate change, it's a really hard topic to discuss. Of course, granted, most of the time I'm discussing it, it's on social media because I'm not a daily show. Although if you go to patreon.com slash relentless daring one and become a Patreon patron today, that could change if I got enough of you to support it. Just think about it. Yeah. You know, but you know, you're on social media and you try to at least find the rational bullet points and you try to have rational conversations. Now, there are a handful of people that will allow for a rational conversation. Even though it's via text, it's really hard to get the inflection because sometimes you'll, you'll come across stuff that it seems like they're being snarky, but they're really not. So you kind of have to give them the benefit of the doubt on occasion. But when it's blatant, you just want the children to die. It, you hate all the black and brown babies around the world and climate change is going to kill them all. So it's up to us to stop the evil capitalism besides. Whitey's got to pay. Whitey's got to pay. But yeah, again, it's those are the people who ugh, we've been there. We know how awesome they are when they're screaming at you for no good reason and just flame tweeting you with all caps and they do the stupid clappy hands climate change is real oh my goodness it's like bro first of all you need take chill pill and turn off the caps caps lock needs to go just Smash that part of your phone. You don't need it. And also, what is the clapping even for? I, are, are we reading these wrong? Because we'll say, because we'll say it, you know, climate, clap, has, clap, got, blah, blah, blah. Or is it supposed to be climate change has got to go? I I don't know. I need an expert on Twitter etiquette to please explain how I'm supposed to read this. If you're listening live, you can call in. Go to podbean.com on Saturday nights, 10 o'clock. Tune in. I guess it's not a radio. I guess you can't tune in. Ah. We go there. You, you can come come here on the Podbean and you can listen to it live. You use the call-in function. I would want to talk to you. No, there is not a number you can call yet. So don't, so don't have me asking Ivan what the number is. And I'm not going to beg you either. If you want to call, call. Do it. It'll be a fun conversation. But yeah. But anyways, you, know, you get on Twitter and you see the, the flame tweets yelling at you about how climate change is absolutely real. And you say, well, well, what about this? And then they come yelling at you. Like, did I just kill your kitten or something? Why are you yelling at me? But so it, it's craziness. 
like the guy who was doing the twerking for climate change. I mean, what is that even for? <laughs> I mean, this goes to show you that some of these people when they're out there protesting, it's that not that they actually give a damn about what they're protesting for or protesting against. They just want the freaking attention. That's exactly what the the twerking to stop pipelines dude was, was doing. You, you'd think while he was down doing the splits and shaking his ass for the world to see, he could at least picked up some of the damn ticker tape they were throwing at him. That's just going to wash off and clog up the storm drains and choke a fish to death. Where is his caring about the environment? You know, you have all these protesters, they have signs, better cardboard, Made out of paper, there's no ne not necessarily guarantee that's even recycled paper on wooden on wooden slats. There were trees that died so they could protest killing the damn trees. They complete lack of self awareness. You have Greta Thunberg. She goes on stage. She talks about how us evil carbon burning troglodytes have so destroyed the climate and the planet that we have stolen her childhood. No, ma'am. No, I did not put the fear of God into you that the earth is going to end before you're an adult. And you're going to be dead before you can ever have a child to raise, to love the planet. I did not put that fear into you. Your parents did. Your mother and your father, who were both climate activists, put that fear into you. Not me. They're the ones who decided that it would be in your best interest to make you scared to damage you emotionally so that you can't think logically. You can only think with emotion. That is not on the people who are just trying to get by with the fuel sources they have. You're probably, you'd probably come after me and tell me I'm a bad person because to heat my house in the winter, I burn wood. Lots of it. I've got about three cords stacked up outside right now. I probably will have more before winter even gets here because it's cheaper than propane to go out and cut my own wood. But again, I digress. But, you know, and then she takes a multi-million dollar. Eh, maybe it's not multi-million. Maybe it's just a single million Maybe it's a, a carbon-neutral yacht that's made out of lots of, I don't know, hydrocarbons. I mean, what's the hole made out of? Is it fiberglass? If it's fiberglass, you're a hypocrite. Is it a nylon sail? If it is, you, madam, are a hypocrite you are still using things that are developed through the use of petrochemicals and hydrocarbons. 
these things that you want to rail against because they're so destroying the atmosphere. If it was not for petrochemicals, there are medicines on the market today that we couldn't, that we would not have because we wouldn't have the crude oil that it takes to process them. It would, we wouldn't have the oil products it takes to create the dissolving plastic cap around the medicine or to create the binders that helps your body adhere to the medicine and carry it to the parts of your body that needs it. You know, whether it's, you know, an NSAID like Motrin or aspirin, being able to take that to the parts of your body that have inflammation that need to be reduced. You know, there's all of these things that petrochemicals do in this world that no one thinks about, but the climate people would just have you scrap it all. They would have you get rid of, I don't know, safe wiring insulation to keep your house from burning down because, you know, cotton, cotton was such a wonderful, wonderful insulator on wiring. I owned a house years and years ago. Oh, I've got someone trying to call in. Cigar Katri, I'm going to try to take this. Yeah, cigar. Uh, cigar. Yes, hello. Welcome to the show. Yes. Hey, what do you want to talk about on the show, buddy? Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Okay. Where are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Fine. I am Indian. And you? I am in the United States. What's going on in India? Um, Gujarat. Say again? Hello. Gujarat. Gujarat. Surat. Gujarat. Surat. Ahmedabad. Surat. Yeah, I think we lost him there. I got a call from India. That was awesome. I hope he's in. I I hope. I hope Sagarkatri. I I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for trying to call in. I. It's nice to know that someone. There are people out there listening who want to call the show. That's awesome. Um, my iPad's being dumb. Okay, he's trying to call back here. Let's see if we can make this work again. Hello, I'm Sagar Khatri. Hello, Sagar Khatri. Yeah, Khatri. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not good with I'm not good with the Indian names. I've known lots of people who are of Indian yeah. descent, but I just n- just never been good with their names. What you want to talk about? You you come in India, sir. I I'm not coming to India. Why? Can you say again? Yes. 
So where at in India are you from? Gujarat. Gujarat. Oh, okay. East Gujarat. East East India. Gujarat. Okay, East India. I'm in the United States, and my Indian geography is somewhat lacking. Yeah. And I lost him. I was just getting to know him. And he's gone. We had this je ne sais quoi. Oh, my goodness. That's time. That's time that we will never get back. I'm sorry, my friend. But anyway, now I'm completely lost on where I was at. Doggone it. All right, give me a few seconds, and <laughs> I'll just kind of collect myself here. All right, so uh, I think I was railing against the all the wonderful uses of petrochemicals with that we have that the that the uh, the climate savers would have a scrap and it's just absolutely amazing again ah I was yeah I was gonna go off on getting rid of the nice non-conductive protective insulation around electrical wiring I owned a house years and years ago and the original part of the house was built in 1928 back before they had plastic coated wiring. And over the years, there've been additions done to this house upgrades here and there. One of the things that had not been upgraded was the wiring. We had a light fixture go out in our, dining room and me being the semi-capable do-it-myself kind of guy went to Lowe's bought me a nice fancy light fixture to put up I get up on the step ladder I take the old fixture off and it's the wiring is cloth covered and I don't know if you know about cloth covered wiring it's really easy for it to rub holes in the insulation and to get shorts and when they short they spark and it starts fires I don't know how the original part of my house when it was 80 years old hadn't burned down all because of the wiring from 80 years ago that is no longer up to code when houses weren't built to codes because progressivism hadn't completely screwed up everything. And now it's the same thing. Well, we don't want coal-fired power. Okay, well, what about natural gas? Natural gas burns cleaner than coal. 
Oh, no, we don't want that either. It's bad. Well, okay. Tell you what, we'll go for zero emissions. Nuclear. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You're, you're concerned about what do you do with the waste, but newer nuclear plants, you can actually run them off the old radioactive waste. So you end up just getting rid of it. You don't have situations like the underground nuclear waste storage facility in St. In St. Louis, that is on fire. Whoops. But because nuclear is by far the cleanest source of energy we have. It is 100% reliable as long as it's not the Soviet Union or subject to tsunamis but yeah, everyone likes to freak out on nuclear because oh my god it, it's it, it's nuclear man yeah how can you have nuclear power what about three mile island yes yes tell me about three mile island how many people died when three mile island had a core meltdown in the 70s i'll give you a hint it was less than one, but more than negative one. That's If you guess zero, you are correct. It's because we have very strict protocols. Three Mile Island started to have a meltdown. We engaged our protocols and we shut it down. We were able to cool the core so it didn't melt. We weren't the Soviet Union and Chernobyl where you had a bunch of Soviet bureaucrats and communist heads telling how to run this plant and using crappy equipment that they ran a test and they thought, oh, we're getting some weird pressure readings here. It's from the test. And then they caused the, caused the reactor to explode when they pumped a crap ton of cold water into it. And it was just so superheated, it turned that water to steam instantly and just blew it apart. You know, we don't have that problem here. And then, you know, Fukushima, again... No one died in Fukushima because of the nuclear meltdown. They died from the tsunami that damaged the nuclear power plant, which then, due to damages, had a meltdown. But they kept every they were able to keep everything contained because they saw what was happening and they reacted as quickly as possible. But no, 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 the, the climate hippies, climate hippies, they want solar and wind because there's never days without clouds. The sun shines all night long. The wind never stops blowing. And turbine blades never accrue so much 
ice in the wintertime that they stop being aerodynamically effective and you can have a gale force wind, but the turbines aren't turning. None of this, none of that, none of those issues matter to the climate hippies. Neither does the fact that to get the, some of the rare earth elements to make solar panels, yeah, they're all, a majority of them are found in China. And so you have massive strip mining operations just absolutely destroying forest land, farmland, whatever land they want to destroy to be able to get to these rare earth elements. And then to process them usually requires using a ton of highly caustic acids and bases to be able to separate the element from the other uh, the other matter that's in the ore. But, you know, and, and then a lot of times they just dump it right back into the water without caring about, you know, the fish, wildlife, anything that might want to eat the fish. I mean, it's, it's really ridiculous, but you know, the, again, the climate hippies want to have their way and their way is summed up. Whitey's got to pay because it's not about protecting the environment. It's not about saving the trees. It's about economic justice. That's the long and short of it. They feel that the bourgeoisie, oh crap, I'm getting into, uh, getting back into some uh, Marxist rhetoric. Carl! Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm talking about Marx. I know. Settle down, my producer. Gotta love him. Um, because it basically boils down to the bourgeoisie, the haves, the have-nots. The bourgeoisie are those of us in, who worldwide are in the top 10% of wage earners. If you have a roof over your head, running water, and access to transportation, congratulations, you are in the top 10% of wage earners in the United States, regardless of your political affiliation. And I, I digress. The fact is, it always, always was, has always been about when it comes to, you know, anything Marx related. It is a matter of you're in charge, we're not, and we covet being in charge. You have the power, we covet it. You have the money, we covet it. Now, if you actually read through the Communist Manifesto, he has some really, really good ideas for humanity. 
like being able to live in peace without a government to enforce the peace because everyone does their own thing and contributes to everyone else just the way God intended it. Unfortunately, Carl and Frederick and all of their little commie hippies hanging out in Paris, France back in the 1800s, they forgot that human nature is really, really flawed. And because human nature is really, really flawed, communism will never be attained, or communism as they see it will never be attained. Even socialism, you know, the stepping stone that Marx said was needed to get us over the hump into communism, where the state comes in and they seize control of the food production, of the means of manufacturing, of the means of distribution. Once the state has that, then it's the people's. Everyone owns it. But, but we just need that, that brilliant person who can, who can manage it. And they get that brilliant person who then just turns into an absolute dictator. I, if you read the early writings of Lenin, you read Lenin, oh my God, Lenin will blow your mind because of just how crazy he was when it came to you know the Bolsheviks, you know, the so you know later we would call them the socialists, but the Bolsheviks when they came in with the revolution in 1917, oh my gosh, they made a bloodbath. And then you, you had the you know, the bourgeois socialists, again, more Karl Marx for you. They would you know, use party affiliation to be able to get ahead. And they eventually spawned the oligarchy be, because they knew how to manipulate the system and to use that to gain power within the parties within the party singular and work that to their advantage. And eventually that's what's going to happen with, you know, with the climate hippies today is they'll eventually get who they want in charge. Who's going to do all of this. And you're going to have those people who know how to work the system who are going to, again, make make climate oligarchies appear. I mean, you already had the stars of it with uh, the world's first climate billionaire, Al Gore. He has made an absolute boatload selling carbon offsets, which then he takes his boatload of money from selling carbon offsets, and he gets into his private plane he flies home to his multi-million dollar mansion that uses more electricity in a month than the average person uses in an entire year. But hey, 
it was pointed out to Al that, you know, you, you keep saying these things about how people should live, but your place is ridiculous with how much electricity it uses. Don't you think that's a little hypocritical? Well, supposedly he's updated his house to where now it's run on solar power. Maybe it is. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it is. But he's still flying around in a private jet. Maybe he's got his handlers with him. Maybe an agent. Maybe Tipper has decided she wants to leave Tennessee. I don't know. But, dude, instead of having one more jet in the air, why not just go buy a first-class ticket on a commercial jet? I know, I know, I know. You, you're, you, you're, you're like Kenneth Copeland, and you can't, you can't fly with the unwashed masses. I get it. I understand. But it's really, really hard for anyone to take you seriously when you, DiCaprio, and all these other hippies come out and say how much damage these airplanes and SUVs are doing, then climb into an SUV and go to a private airport and get on a Gulf Stream and jet off to the next location. Or you have this wonderful, wonderful uh, summit in a beautiful tropical location and everyone flies to it on their private jets. They get a they get driven around chauffeured by in these big SUVs and then they leave in their private jets and they just dump all the carbon in the atmosphere. It makes no sense why we should listen to these people, but they insist that we do. And I insist that we just keep ignoring them. Uh, this is going to wrap this week's episode up. To those of you who tuned in and listened live, thank you so very much for giving me your time. Uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, for anyone who's going to who's listen to this as the podcast later, you know later on, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you're catching on podcast, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, YouTube. Oh my gosh, I, I haven't written these down. It's been a while since I've listed off all of them. But the major podcatchers. Yeah, apparently that, that's a new word I learned listening to podcasts. Podcatcher. That would be an app that you use to listen to podcasts on. Again, you know, if you're listening to it, check it out on Apple or iTunes, please go there, subscribe. Share it, rate it five stars, review it. The, the more five stars that we get, the more it effect, begins to affect the, uh, the algorithm. And it makes it easier for people who, yeah, okay, I'm checking out, I want to listen to some political podcasts. 
hey, you might want to check this one out. So, yeah, the rating and reviewing is awesome. So please be sure to do that. Um, again, help support the podcast, patreon.com slash relentlessdaring1. Go there, support, you know, become a patron. You know, 25 bucks a month. It's not a lot. And, and again, it goes to, you know, it keeps me on podbean.com, my gracious, gracious host, which I'm always glad to plug them any chance I get because they do an awesome job. Um, and say so it keeps me on Podbean. I've got some other, other projects I'm trying to work on, and that, that money comes in handy. Uh, you can also go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash relentless hyphen daring. And uh, that's my merch shop. Go there, buy a t-shirt, buy a ball cap, buy a travel mug, you know, whatever. Again, that's money that, you know, you buy, when you buy merchandise, it comes back to me and it goes back into the show. And, you know, every little bit helps because right now I don't have a single sponsor. I am, I am relying on you, the listeners to help, help keep this thing afloat. Cause you know, you know, I've put I put a lot of effort into this, and like I said the help I get from you is so so appreciated. Again, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Podbean, for graciously hosting this podcast and now the live stream. Um, if the people at Podbean are listening, I I love the platform. Hopefully, we hopefully it expands. You know. Maybe I can get like a 1-800 number that calls in. I don't know. That would be awesome if it did. But, you know, again, that's, that's on Podbean and what they want to do. But loving what they're doing so far with the Podbean Live. Thank you again for tuning in. And as always, stay relentless. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.